Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, that's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. 
Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 9th of March. Good to have you aboard. We are, of course, a Blue Wire podcast, always presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine. If you've been in an accident, doesn't matter what kind, Car accident, motorcycle, boat, slip and fall. 800-747-3733. That's the number you call. After you call 911, you immediately get an attorney on the phone. And my guys at Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they've supported me from before day number one. Those are the guys that you can count on to make sure that you get right. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Good to have you here with us, however you're listening to the show, be it on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. I appreciate it. I love you a long time. The Heat last night, the Heat lose 104-100 to Cleveland. Didn't see the game. We'll get to that. Didn't see the game. I was at a concert last night. I was at Hard Rock Live. I saw Greta Van Fleet. This was maybe the first Heat game this year. That I haven't seen. I mean, I saw the highlights. I know everything that took place, but I I did not see the game. Normally, I'll record the game. I'll watch it when I get home. I got home really late last night. You know, you get a couple drinks in you. I wasn't about to sit on the Zaslow Mansion family room couch and watch the game. So, I happened to see who won, (coughs) excuse me, when I got home. And I was like, all right, you know, we're sucks. They lost. I was watching a little bit of the game at the Hard Rock Live. Before I went in, I was watching some of the first quarter they they got some now it's not a sports book but they have like like a bar sports book kind of room right next to the entrance of the Hard Rock Live that is an awesome place to watch a game speaking of which you got the ACC tournament that's going on Canes men's hoops team they're in action today that's at noon today so very likely by the time you're listening to this it's the future when you're listening you know what happens. You know if the Canes won today in the quarterfinals against Wake Forest. I don't know as I'm recording this podcast, but you probably know. You're in the future. I'm in the past. Great place to watch the NCAA tournament games there at that Hard Rock Live, you know, sports betting room, I guess. Everyone's going to be betting on their phone and watching the games there in, that, in what looks like a sports book room. 
really, really cool venue, it would appear, to watch the game. So, I went to I went to Hard Rock Live last night. I saw Greta Van Fleet. Awesome show. So much fun. Had seats in, in the pit, seats, uh, General Mission Standing Room, in the pit. So, I was right up close there. And it was my first time seeing Greta Van Fleet. Great show. Yes, they have a very Led Zeppelin vibe to them. And I, I, I've told you this before. I've talked about this with our friend Jessica Blaylock when she's on the show. We have very similar tastes in music. She loves Greta Van Fleet also. And and I've told her and I've told you guys, you know, when Greta Van Fleet kind of hit the scene and their first call, I was like, ah, it's a Led Zeppelin ripoff. They sound just like Led Zeppelin. I'm like, so? I, I mean, I wish more bands sounded just like Led Zeppelin. That That's the problem. There aren't more bands that are sounding like Led Zeppelin. How is that a bad thing? It's not a very good thing. So there's a very Led Zeppelin vibe to them. Really interesting mix in the crowd. You had old, you had young. <coughs> Thought that was interesting. But what is just just like, like, like an old school rock and roll vibe to Greta Van Fleet. Loved it. Really fun show. If you were there last night, I think you probably agree. I think you probably loved it. My first time seeing them really great. That's why I didn't see the heat last night. We're going to talk to our pal ESPN Zizro Gutierrez. We're going to have him on today, and we'll talk NBA with him. We'll talk Heat. He was at the Heat game last night. We'll, we'll, I want to talk to him about John Morant, obviously. We'll talk about the, the big MVP discourse going on right now, Nikola Jokic. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson. We spent a lot of time on Zaslow's show 2.0 yesterday, so if you missed that, you can, you can always go back in the archives and check out past shows, Zaslow's show 2.0. That's right. Just go back and listen to earlier shows of the week. No problem there. Go ahead and do that. So anyway, well, we're going to talk to Israel coming up on the show in a little bit. The Heat last night, though, the Heat lose 104-100. And I think we're at a place where if you're a Heat fan, you have to be resigned to the fact they're going to be a playing team. They are staring playing right in the face. They were number six for a little bit. Then New York got hot. New York won nine in a row. New York jumped them. And we're expecting Brooklyn to fall off. Now, Brooklyn, it looked like they were going to fall off. Now they've won three in a row. But even if they do slide a little bit here late in the season, Miami has 15 games remaining. Brooklyn has, let's see, Brooklyn has 17 games remaining, I believe. Even if Brooklyn slides off a little bit, it's not going to be enough. For Miami to catch them. The Heat are four games back now after last night's loss. The Heat are four back in the loss column. That's what's important now is the loss column. I know the standings say three games. That's because they played an uneven amount of games. Brooklyn has 28 losses. The Heat up 32. The Heat, you can't make up losses. So that's why you got to look at the loss column now. So Brooklyn is ahead of Miami by four games. So is New York for that matter at the number five spot. The Heat have 17 games remaining. uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. 15 games remaining. Incredibly difficult to make up four games with 15 remaining. I mean, essentially, in these final, what are we talking, 15 games? Now, you got to remember, the Heat only three over the regular season. Only 35 and 32, only three games over. If the Heat were to go 10 and 5 the rest of the way, which might be asking a lot. They're only three over the whole season. You want them to go five over the final 15. If the Heat go 10 and five in the final 15 games, in order to catch Brooklyn, Brooklyn has 17 games remaining. In order to catch Brooklyn, you're going to need them to go eight and 10 the rest of the way. If Miami goes 10 and five, you need Brooklyn to go eight and 10. I don't know. I feel like that's asking a lot. The Heat are not going to catch them. I don't know if Brooklyn's going to go 8-10. and 10. They might. But I definitely don't know that the Heat are going to go 10-5 and five the rest of the way. Here's what's coming up next for the Heat. So we know they finish out this very disappointing but very difficult homestand. They're going to try and get just their second win on this homestand. They're 1-3 so far. Losses to Philly, New York, and now Cleveland. I mean, the Heat could realistically finish this homestand 1-4. Terrible. Te- oh, actually, I'm sorry. It was a, it's a six-game homestand. They won both those games. I think it was five. Six-game homestand. So right now, they're two and three. They could finish two and four 
on this six-game homestand. And Cleveland, Cleveland creates a unique problem for Miami because Cleveland is a great defensive team. Heat are good defensively also. Cleveland's a great defensive team, and the Heat are a poor offensive team. So the only way that the Heat, the only the way for teams to beat teams like Cleveland is to play fast. The Heat don't play fast. The Heat play very slow. The Heat are a poor offensive team, and Cleveland's probably a bad matchup for Miami, and I think you saw a little bit of that last night. So the Heat lose last night, even though they, they had a chance to win with, uh, with just seconds remaining. The Heat down by three after the missed free throw. You get a real good look from Max Struess. He can't convert. Free throw on the other end. Boom, 104-100. Game over. Like I said, Max Struess, he took the final shot there. The Heat were led last night by Jimmy Butler. Flew to L.A., came back. I don't have a problem with that. You especially don't have a problem with it when Jimmy has 28 points. He's 8 of 14 from the floor and 12 of 15 from the free throw line. So I don't want to hear anything about Jimmy traveling to go honor his friend and then making it back on the day off. He was awesome last night. Max Struess, though, he had just 9 points last night. He was 2 of 8 from 3, including the shot that would have tied the game. How did Jimmy feel about Struess taking the shot to potentially tie it? Yeah, um, I, I take that. Look, Max shooting at three, Tyler shooting at three, whoever. Um, get the shooters open knowing that they're not going to come off of my body anyways. Um, and next time he will make that, you know. That's what Max does for us. Stretches the floor. Um, take, make big shots, whether it's in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, overtime, or the first quarter. Now that I think about it. Um, we taking that from my guy. So it was a great look. It is what it is. Max Struess is not a good three-point shooter. Like, you may think it's crazy that I'm saying that. Max Struess is a below-average three-point shooter. Last year was the anomaly for Max Struess. There's no other way to look. I mean, this year, Max Struess from three this year is 33.5%. It's below average. It's not good. Last year, he was 41%. The year before that, he was 33.8%. For most of Max Struess's career, he's been a below-average three-point shooter. You can't complain about the look that they got last night. It is what it is. And you wind up losing to a really good team who now you face tomorrow night again. But the, but, but the Heat fan, the overall point here is the Heat fan needs to be resigned to the fact they are going to be a play-in team. I already told you yesterday, I think that's a fun scenario. The way that this season is gone, you got some excitement there in the building for what, you know, won't be a one-and-done if the Heat are the seventh seed. You have two chances to win one. And if the Heat are seven as opposed to eight, You'll have two chances at home to win one. But the Heat are going to be a play-in team. As we're getting only 15 remaining, four back of Brooklyn. It, it is what it is at this point. The Panthers are not playing tonight. Panthers have an extra day off, I guess, if you will, tomorrow night. They got the Chicago Blackhawks at FLA Live Arena. The Panthers, same spot. I mean, well, the Heat are going to make the playoffs. But the Panthers, every single game feels like a playoff game. Otherwise, the NBA last night... I'm going to get to Israel Gutierrez in a moment here. Otherwise, in the NBA last night, you had uh, the big story is Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's played a few games now with Phoenix. They've all been on the road. Kevin Durant was supposed to make his home debut last night for the Phoenix Suns. And in the layup line, in the warm-up line, he his ankle kind of gives out on him. It looked really bad. And he does like he didn't slip, just his ankle kind of gives out. And he's going to get MRIs today. Didn't play last night. The Suns behind a big performance from Devin Booker. They ended up beating Oklahoma City by 31. But I don't know, Durant, that, that looked kind of bad. Luka Doncic, by the way, suffered an injury last night. I think it was a hamstring. He's getting tests done today. He said afterward it doesn't look good. And you got Zion Williamson. There's no timetable for him to return either, we just found out. So, you got some pretty big injuries there. Most notably, Duncic, the Mavericks lost again. They never win with Kyrie Irving. The Pelicans beat them last night by seven. But Duncic suffers an injury, which apparently doesn't look good. And and most notably, Durant. We're all kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with him as you want to see what it looks like in the playoffs. Durant with Phoenix, and I don't know, that looked bad last night. Also, Steven Adams. Steven Adams is out for the rest of the year. I'm not even sure what the injury was there. This Grizzly team, the whole John Morant situation, they lost, what's his name, Brandon Clark for the year. Now Steven Adams, their entire season has completely imploded. And by the way, 
We'll get to this in big deal, not a big deal. I mean, Draymond Green threw, threw haymakers at Dylan Brooks yesterday of the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get, Like I said, we'll get to that in big deal, not a big deal. So that's the big news in the NBA last night is Kevin Durant. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the, the day today and see what kind of news there is. John Morant, by the way, the Grizzlies announced he's missed the last two games like the team originally said. He's now going to miss at least another four games. Where is the softest commissioner in sports, Adam Silver? Has Adam Silver said anything about one of their high-profile players in this country, in our society, flashing guns, which may have been on the team plane, flashing guns in a public setting? Has the softest commissioner in sports said anything yet? Players run this league. It's embarrassing. Nowhere to be found, Adam Silver. We got to ask Israel Gutierrez about that. All right. Like I said, I'm pumped up about the Canes today. Maybe I shouldn't be pumped up because you could be listening to this later on. Maybe the Canes lost today. You're like, oh, Zazlo, you're so stupid. You're pumped up. You don't even know the Canes are about to lose. I hope not. That's coming up in a little bit. Before we get to our pal Israel Gutierrez, I got to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Broward Meat and Fish. I was at Broward Meat and Fish Plus this weekend, their newest location in Margate. Grand opening. This, I'm telling you, it's your new favorite supermarket. That's right. You're in for a treat now. Listen up if you love good food. We all want the best quality when we're prepping our next meal. Broward Meat and Fish has everything you're looking for. Not just meat and fish. You have the best selection of meat and fish at Broward Meat and Fish. But we're talking produce. A a, a full selection of groceries. Frozen foods. Freshly prepared hot food. They'll make your boar's head sub right there with all the deli meats and cheeses. Wine. So much more. Broward Meat and Fish. They got your Johnny Cuba there. That's right. How about the Johnny Cuba picante sauce with the finest Jamaican peppers? Pick up a six pack of Johnny Cuba as well. I had no idea. When I was walking into Broward Meat and Fish for the first time, I'm walking into this massive supermarket. That's what we're talking about, Broward Meat and Fish. I told a couple people recently, I was like, I got a new sponsor on the show, Broward Meat and Fish. Like, yo, I love that place. I was like, yeah, it's amazing, right? BrowardMeatandFish.com. Find the location nearest to you, including their newest location, Grand Opening, this past weekend was in Margate. Broward Meat and Fish, they've specialized in serving the Caribbean and Latin community here in South Florida for almost 30 years. They offer all the products that remind all of us where we come from. The shelves are stocked with international brands from Jamaica and Haiti and Mexico and Brazil and Colombia and Argentina, Peru. You're getting the flavor you love at Broward Meat and Fish. BrowardMeatandFish.com. Find the location nearest you. So you know all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are always brought to us by our official beer of choice, the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Johnny Cuba, it's a lifestyle brand, European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny right now at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, Broward Meat and Fish. You know what I'm talking about. Remember, you always got to drink responsibly. Send me the pictures on Instagram of you trying your first Johnny. I'll post it. I love that. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, of course, stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, fr- fresh off of a skiing trip, the Zaslow family. We're a skiing family. Israel, you're, 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 you got a skiing crew as well. He's fresh off of his trip. Israel Gutierrez joins us here. Hello, Israel. How are you this morning? I'm still a little hurting. Uh, I, you know, jet lag and still the time change is getting used to getting used to it. So I'm always a... Uh, Struggling a little bit in the morning. Okay. Did you take a red eye back or like, what was the deal? No, it was just, uh, I mean, I had to fly from Boise. So it was Boise through Atlanta yeah. and it was like last flight in. And then I, for some reason I booked Miami, even though I live in Lauderdale. And so I didn't get into like almost two in the morning. And then, you know, yesterday was an adjustment day, but I'm still not back. Yeah. I saw you, you got back late at night and you were back on television yesterday, man. Like again, so I can't imagine that you were keeping up with sports while you were away. So, like, what do you do? Are you just you doing a crash course that morning before you go on television? It's funny, though. I actually I did keep up with stuff. In fact, um, I was do I was watching just because I was crazy interested in it. And I had been watching a bunch of games previously. And I'm working on a story on on a couple of the players in it. But I was watching the overtime elite 
finals yeah. from Boise, Idaho. And I was, and it was in like a bunch of people I was with were actually uh, impressed by, you know, the level of play yeah. and stuff like that. So that I was definitely keeping in touch with. And then I think the, the day of, so the travel day. So I'm just, you know, on my phone watching a game, maybe while I'm traveling or uh, just kind of keeping up on stuff. So that day I definitely, I, did, I definitely didn't just wing it. I actually watched some games. All right, good. You're putting a little bit of work. That's good to hear. Uh, you were at the Heat game last night. I didn't see the Heat game last night. I was at Greta Van Fleet at the Hard Rock Live, mm. which was so much, which is just a great show. Um, the Heat lose 104 100 last night, of course. How now, now, again, I didn't see the game. How is it even possible for Bam Adebayo to grab one rebound? How's that, how's that humanly possible? I mean, that's a great question. I didn't even realize that yesterday. One. He was kind of, it was, it, you know, I, I was watching, I mean, obviously watching, but just being talking about the game with some of the guys there and you look at the lineup and you look at their closing lineup in particular and you realize, Oh wow. All the lineups, they're going to have trouble rebounding if Bam has to do everything and come back. And I was wondering if maybe yesterday, because you know, the Cavs have the the two bigs there that they'd play another big together, you know, obviously other than Kevin Love and maybe Yurtz could, uh, could get some time and make a debut, but no, it was the same group. And um, yeah, the, the rebounding is is was was bad, and you know you look at a team like that that has those two bigs, and you think, man, like if if a team in the playoffs says, hey, we're going to go big against this team because uh, we're going to win that way, I, I'd have a hard time arguing with that. And so they've got a lot of problems. Obviously, can't shoot very well, and uh, at the end of the game there, they still had a chance to tie it, and you know it was frustrating for me to watch because you you know Tyler had just hit a three. Uh, on a catch and shoot situation and then very next time down he just handles the ball and that's probably not ideal he probably put the ball in somebody else's hands so he can get him free and ended up getting a, a look for Struess who's you know below average as a three-point yep. shooter at this point and so it was it's kind of typical and it's this they're just putting themselves in the same situations over and over again it's pretty obvious that Jimmy Butler has like a minute's number that they're trying to keep him under uh, i think it's like 33 34 so he's not going to come in and save the day with eight nine minutes left and they kind of seem to be losing the game in that stretch sometimes uh, they, you know where, where jimmy's sitting so it's just kind of like hitting your head against the wall with this team because it seems to be the same old problems every night they're going to be a playing team which i which i actually think it's going to wind up being fun for a season that has been really frustrating Having you know, uh, uh, you know, it's two chances to win one. If you're the seven eight seed, right? They got a chance to be the home team and and potentially both those games if they need them both. So you're gonna get like a like a playoff NCAA tournament type feel. I, I think that's gonna be fun. So I'm actually okay in this kind of season for the Heat to have to be a playing team. But it's also a missed opportunity because they're not going to catch Brooklyn or New York. They're four back in the loss column of both those teams with 15 to play. It's too much to overcome. They're not going to overcome that. And it's disappointing because, like, I go back to a couple weeks ago when they played Brooklyn, and I'm sorry, uh, you know, Mikel Bridge is a good player. That's a shit team. That is not a good thing. They got a lot of really good role players. You're not doing anything with a lot of really good role players, you know. That's not a good Brooklyn team. And I feel like the Heat really wasted that opportunity when they lost them a couple weeks ago because I think they were two back at the time. They could have cut it to one. Instead, now they're four back. They're not going to catch them. Uh, but but looking forward, if the Heat are going to be, let's say, the seventh seed, let's say they get in that way, yeah. and they face Boston, is, is that a serious? Uh, look, we're, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, ask you, can can the Heat beat Boston? But can the Heat give them some problems? Yeah, and, and so I think that's the thing. So you look at like like this time of year, even, and I know the Heat have had issues all season long, but this time of year when you're really supposed to kind of think, hey, let's ramp it up, right? Let's really get rolling for the playoffs. Um, I mean, Boston, who's played a long time the last few years, is not. I mean, they kind of bounced back yesterday, but haven't been doing great lately. The Warriors have been in that boat and last year, obviously, getting all the way to the finals, winning it. They haven't been great lately. And the Heat, you know, haven't been great lately. And I think they just sort of maybe settled into who they are at this point and are thinking to themselves, all right, let's, you know, fine tune while we're at this and settle into where we are and realize that everybody knows that we can give them a great game every single night. And so, you know, I think Boston would be probably really nervous facing the Miami Heat team in the first round, especially when you consider like they're going to be physical. Um, and, you know, you've heard the Celtics, I've heard Grant Williams talk about this. Um, I should talk to him about this on the, uh, on the CJ McCollum podcast. Uh, this was before he said, I'm going to make them both and then miss them both. So we did not ruin Grant Williams's reputation. Um, but, you know, 
he was saying how physical the Heat series was and how, frankly, when it was done, they were happy to be done with it. And they know what they're going to get in every single fight in that situation. And, you know, you just kind of play the numbers on this. And, you know, how often has it been where, you know, the Celtics, for example, just go through, run through, you know, don't really have any serious health problems. Um, you know, so, something might come up, you know, you know what I mean, with that team with Jason Tatum. Um, and so I, I think that you can feel good about, hey, wipe the slate clean when it comes to the playoffs for Jimmy and the Heat, especially if they're in good health um, and hope that that they can, you know, put a scare into the Celtics. And frankly, you know, I, I heard um, Eric Reed say on the broadcast the other day when they showed Kyle Lowry, they said they're oh, a better team without him. They said they're he said they're a better team with him than without him. And, you know, it's obviously something that the team would love to push. But, you know, looking at the way Gabe Vincent's played lately, I tend to think that they are better with the healthy Kyle Lowry and maybe he wasn't healthy or whatever. So I think put that all together and, you know, the last five, 10 games of the season, they're going to give you something to feel good about. And then hopefully, you know, give that Celtics team some trouble. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do, do you have, like... What do you make of the Kyle Lowry situation? I, I can't stand it. I want him out of here. I'm I'm good. I'm good if he does not come back this year. He definitely will not be on the team next year. What do you make of, of this whole scenario? It's it's weird that he's been out. You know, I put out a tweet a couple of days ago. Dude's been out for over a month. He's ruled out of every game days in advance for over a month now. The one game that he was not ruled out of, he was actually upgraded to questionable, was in Philadelphia a week and a half ago. So he flies up and meets the team there. I assume he spent a little bit of time with family. He ends up being ruled out, can't play that night, and now is back to being ruled out of every game several days in advance. That's a hell of a coincidence that that was the one game that he was questionable and still did not play. What do you make of what's going on with this guy? You know, can I be perhaps a little hyperbolic, uh, if you don't mind? I think um, I think the culture is at risk right now. I think heat culture is a little bit in a transition phase, if you will. Um, you know, when you talk about Jimmy not being, you know, whether or not he really believed in, you know, the heat and the culture and Dwayne Wade and all that stuff, he wasn't a heat guy forever. Right. And so he came in with his own ways and and you thought that they matched and they seemed to match. Right. They seem to. Um, but the further you go, the more, you know, the more I think there is some separation there. I think, um, you know, it's not like this is Dwayne Wade 2.0 in terms of like um, the perfect person for the franchise the you know the guy who's going to rally everybody the same way he, he's a different type of animal and then you throw in a Kyle Lowry who um again did all of his succeeding elsewhere and won a championship elsewhere didn't need to come here and prove anything he's not going to sort of fall in line and be the you know the perfect heat guy he is he is who he is and so you've got Udonis Haslam obviously retiring and that voice say what you will about his you know his personality and his perfect fit with the heat. Like, I don't know if that's, it, it's lasted a long time and who knows if his voice, just like a coach's voice has been around for too long, might, um, might go, you know, a little bit less impactful. Um, and so you look around and you're just saying, okay, so bam, you know, Udonis has said, 
I'm passing the torch to Bam. Bam is clearly, and this is no fault of his, he's clearly not like the vocal leader on this team. And so you, you start to wonder, where is this going? And it's going in a direction that pretty much only Jimmy is going to take them. And, you know, in, in the public, Jimmy seems to say all the right things. But behind the scenes, is he the guy that, again, makes everybody's job easier and and, and just sort of rallies the troops and, and does whatever he takes? I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm, I, again, I'm not I'm not saying anything like, I think, shocking or crazy about about Jimmy Butler. I'm not even saying anything insulting about Jimmy Butler. Like he came in and became this this exactly what the franchise needed and has make, kept this franchise relevant. Um, but I think, you know, I think there's 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 a whole it's hard to describe other than using the word culture and over and over again, but there's a whole feel for how this organization runs. And I feel like there's too many people that might be like just at odds about little things, you know, on the court, off the court. And it's just not as, as what's the word I'm looking for is familial. Is that a thing? Uh, it's just not as, as that, as that feel as, as you're used to around the Miami heat. Now, granted, I'm not around as often as I used to be. And frankly, you don't even have as much access as, as you used to be, even if you are around all the time, you know, even they, they reopened up the locker room, but it's only one media, like one outlet per one person per outlet, you know, allowed in there. So you can't really like go in there and kind of schmooze. You got to make sure that like, you're just not missing things. And so uh, I, there's just something off there. And I don't know if it's going to recover with a personnel move here or there, or maybe a whole sweeping change, you know, once they feel like this team has run its course, but I don't know. It's just something off there. Maybe they can recover it in the playoffs. Make, maybe they can rally and maybe they can all of a sudden make a bunch of shots and make themselves feel better about it. But um, it just doesn't feel like that team has the right chemistry. That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, let me ask you about some of the other big stories that are out there right now. John Morant, it was announced that he is now going to be out at least another four games. So we're talking a total of at least six games that John Morant is out. The first thing I want to ask you, Israel, when are we going to hear from the softest commissioner in sports, Adam Silver? <laughs> Wait, where's your, what's your stance on him being the softest commissioner in sports? Is it just oh, because the, he bows down to whatever LeBron asks? Well, the, the players run the league. The commissioner's on charge. The players are in charge of the league. What? Israel, this league is all over social hot-button issues, as they should be. It's one of the better things about the league. Yeah. Guns in this country is a pretty fucking big deal. And you got a a star of the league who was involved in several incidents involving a gun. And now the most recent one, he's live on Instagram, shirtless in a club, flashing a gun. Mm -hmm. Where's the softest commissioner in sports? Um, well, again, I wonder why, why you say he's the softest in sports, because <laughs> I just don't, don't really have a comparison necessarily for what he has to go through, for example, compared to like uh, the NHL commissioner. But um, I, I would imagine and look, I've been disappointed in some things that the league has has said in response to, to certain incidents like, um, you know, me personally with the Anthony Edwards situation or in the offseason where he, you know, basically made homophobic comment and, and posted it uh on on his social um the league never actually mentioned the word homophobia in in their release uh in their apology what did or they whatever. say just derogatory just term? said yeah yeah something to that effect didn't really say specifically you know what was what was the problem and i think that that's the problem when situations like this is you're not saying what the actual you know what it's about you're just kind of dancing around it and say oh we probably should have said that our bad um and so I, I think with this situation man it's even way more um delicate i would say in terms of uh, a response if you go crazy you know uh anti-gun here and I, and i don't think that's necessarily where um he would have to go but then you just got a bunch of people that are just going to get on your back um it's almost like you know in his situation, especially uh, over the last three years, he's kind of in a no-win situation, the commissioner. Um, and I'm not making excuses for him. I just don't know what the exact perfect thing is to say. And I don't know when the exact time is to say it because we just found out yesterday, hey, no charges on Ja. He's going to miss four more games. Um, and so now what is it that we want to hear 
from him. I'm just curious for what you want to hear from him. Is it a statement on, hey, um, we we don't allow that? Well, I mean, that's already in the rules. And is it a statement on, hey, our stars definitely can't? I mean, you know, stars, pro players, who cares? Nobody should do that. Um, and well, is the league not going to step in? The league hasn't done anything yet. I mean, the Grizzlies have had him sit out now with six games. Is the league going to do anything about one well, of their stars brandishing weapons? What if it was the league that did this instead of the Grizzlies? Would that be any different for you? Because if the Grizzlies are handling it and the league is saying, okay, that's what I would do. Okay, that's what I would do. That's fine. Six games, no charges. What What do you want him to do? Just say, I support the Grizzlies' decision? Well, they're not saying the opposite. So I would imagine they support the Grizzlies' decisions. And again, all those stuff about guns, it's written into the it's written into the CBA. It's written into the rule book. So does he need to come out and say, I support what's already in the rule book? I mean, no, not necessarily. You know, so I think I, I would imagine that if he were asked about it uh, and whenever he's going to make a next public appearance, he will he will have a very thorough answer, probably about what level of disappointment he has in Ja. But for him to come in at this point just to pile on when we already see everything that's happening, we get in the punishment, we're seeing him uh, being apologetic for what he did, and we're seeing everybody else chime in. I, I don't know what you need from, from Adam Silver at the moment. I mean, if, I could be wrong. If uh, if it were uh, if it were David Stern still in charge of the league, RIP, mm-hmm. of course, would the punishment have come down five minutes after the IG video or ten minutes after? Uh <laughs> I, I believe if David Stern were the commissioner in 2023, which, you know, would be quite the, literally a miracle. What a run. <laughs> then I think he would have handled it similarly. Um, I also, you know, when we talk about, I, I mean, I didn't Adam Silver, wasn't he listed as a, or a reporter to be a replacement for Bob Iger in, at Disney? I think Lately, so. Like maybe, think so. maybe he's got other goals. And oh, maybe wow. This is, or maybe the league, he's just you know tired of having to do all this and this song and dance for for every incident to keep everybody happy. Um, it's a difficult, difficult-ass job, and it's not getting any better or easier for an NBA league where players are, you know, like you said, they, they want to not run the league, but run their own um, businesses and run their own brands and, and be in charge. And so I think, you know, soft you say what you will i i don't want to answer that question that way but i do definitely think that it's 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 a difficult situation and i think he is like i said probably going to have a pretty good answer if he's asked about it what do you make of you know jaws taking time away right now uh to figure out how to better deal with his stress and focus on the mental health and i don't know man israel for me like it's such an easy crutch now by the pr teams you know by the publicity managers that we need to deal with our mental health. When I feel like there's real people out there dealing with real mental health issues. And I feel like Ja just did some, or is doing things, making really poor choices. I don't know. I I feel like it's a crutch to say, I got to go deal with my mental health now. Yeah. So I feel like it's always true. Um, But is it, is it a crutch in terms of softening public perception uh, against you? Maybe. But I do feel like, you know, <laughs> I always just try to put myself in that situation, having lived, you know, whatever, twice as long as as Ja, but maybe not recognizing along the way, the way things are impacting you. And so when you see it sort of happening to younger people, you're just like, man, that can be rough. And so I think of a guy who has the weight of a city on his shoulders, the weight of a family on his shoulders, the weight of friendships on his shoulders, and then just does something embarrassingly wrong, thinking he's doing the right thing, sees the entire world sort of attack you and wreck and tell you you're doing wrong. And I can't imagine what kind of private messages are reaching him. I don't think that this, not I don't think, this has never been this much to handle all at once in any time previous to this. So let's just say this happened in 1986. Like all of these things that are happening to Ja instantaneously maybe take a long period of time to happen. Maybe you you do get some some letters in the mail three weeks later saying, hey, you're a jackass, da-da-da. But never is it this much so quickly and never do you have to process all that so fast and keep so many people satisfied instantaneously. So all that stuff can lead and often does lead to sort of instant like, man, 
that's a lot. I've got to deal with this. And so whether or not he recognizes that, maybe other people are recognizing that for him and saying, take your time and think about this. And because you, you could go the wrong way here, you could, you know, just not be in the right frame of mind and, and do something that would be even more harmful. And so I think there's a lot to that. Um, but I also see where you're coming from in terms of that shouldn't necessarily change what you think of his actions. It should, however, let you hope that he is actually addressing whatever it is that got him to that point and, and hopefully not damaging himself any further. What do you make of the public discourse that's taken place over the last few weeks with Nikola Jokic? <sighs> okay, so let's let's you want to start with the the Kendrick and JJ Reddick thing? Sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I talked about it yesterday. People who are listening right now probably know what we're referring to there. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, even a couple weeks ago, uh, was more about, hey, why was Russell Westbrook getting the stat padding stuff, and Nikola Jokic doesn't get called the same thing, and then. Uh, you know, J.J. was essentially saying that Kendrick Perkins is insinuating that the media is racist and that's why they're voting for white players. And Kendrick Perkins cutoff date of since 1991 is super interesting because Magic Johnson won MVP three out of four years before that and was in the 20s in scoring in the NBA. So really interesting stat padding by Perk in that spot, yeah. Israel. Go ahead. So what's unfortunate is there's always a really thorough and nuanced discussion to be had about race in any sort of context, um, especially in a context like this, where, you know, it's funny how first take apologized for him saying that 80% of the voters were white and, you know, and saying that were, those were facts when it's not true, <laughs> but the number 69. So it's real. I think I read it was 69. So it's not even that big of a difference. Yeah. So was that necessary? Apology necessary? I don't know. Um, so, but there is a discussion to be had there and there is, you know, even JJ coming to the other side, just, you know, saying that that is certainly not the case. Well, I mean, I feel uncomfortable hearing that because I have no idea what people's personal biases are, whether I've known them, you know, for years or not, uh, like some of these folks who vote. And frankly, um, you know, I think I know less people who vote now because I used to vote regularly. I don't know what happened. I probably um to niche niche of a of a nba guy i don't know but um i don't i don't really haven't gotten a vote for years and so um i wouldn't feel comfortable saying what jj said either but again there's a conversation to be had there that just wasn't the starting point or the time and place or frankly uh the people that i want to hear that conversation from because you know they were former players and it should be a combination of of folks but um yeah, I think it's nonsense. Uh, I think, you know, not to to knock my guy, but Perk, but I think it was, it's, it was a very delicate conversation, like I said, and it can't be, you know, had in that sort of heavy handed way, uh, necessarily. And when it comes to the Joker, like, man, if he didn't win two in a row, we wouldn't have this conversation at all. Right? It's just, we're trying to find a way to discuss why he shouldn't get a third because like, are we going back in time and saying the first one wasn't or the second, like you could give either one of them to Joel Embiid if you really wanted to. But I mean, are we going to go back in time and give that, you know, one MVP to Allen Iverson because somebody thought, you know, differently than, than Shaq. It's just like, no, or anything that was close, you know, between Shaq and Steve Nash, we're going to give those old ones to Shaq. No. So there really is no point in having that conversation now just because you're trying to not give him a third straight like if you want to talk about the history of the game go ahead um show me you know all the examples and show me you know uh, um but don't make it about Jokic for uh because that's harmful to him and you know now we got people talking about him like he's you know Josh McRoberts or something like he is uh arguably the best basketball player walking right now so um it's it's it seems like more of a dangerous conversation than it was helpful let me sneak in uh, one more here with Israel. Lamar Jackson, biggest story right now in the NFL with the free agency, the franchise tag, and all that stuff. It, 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 why, why are teams publicly coming out and saying we don't want a former MVP as our quarterback? It's the most important position in all of sports. I mean, teams were very publicly pursuing Deshaun Watson who, you know, was potentially a known scumbag 
Lamar Jackson, he's got a pristine resume, and teams are coming out and very publicly telling you we don't want this guy. What do you make of that? Well, let's go. Like, I was looking through former MVPs and trying to figure out, you know, if they were still in their prime and in free agency, would any of them have this sort of... Right, it's unprecedented. uh, It never happens. Well, so a couple of names, you know, um, Cam Newton, after he won, uh, would he have been, you know, let's say two years later, sought after in terms of, like, the highest paid or the highest guaranteed paid player in the league. I would say maybe. Yeah, I think so. Because his style wasn't necessarily just like, it wasn't quickness. It was like physical running. And so, yeah, he could, he could do that for a few more years. I think that was probably one that was question. Matt Ryan was another one that I wondered, you know, a couple of years after he won it. And I think that's probably a hundred percent. Yeah. He would have been up there because, um, you know, again, longevity you wouldn't see him you know falling off right away and so I think that and you know Aaron Rodgers obviously after the last two even even though he had been a headache with the the back stuff he still would have been uh sought after the same way I just didn't see an example of somebody who wouldn't have whether it be style of play or what have you and um you know Peyton Manning a couple of years after the neck injury and you know and so I think the biggest difference is they haven't actually seen him win in the playoffs and they have more of a of a of a recent memory of him not ending seasons or not you know playing a full sixteen games, and then you know the idea that Lamar Jackson is going to use the Deshaun Watson contract, of course, as leverage. But in in the GM's mind, he's thinking, man, he probably wants all that guaranteed money because who knows how quickly that drop off can be for that style of quarterback. And again, that's all kind of archaic thinking in my mind, but you know, look who's in front offices and, and, you know, look who's making these decisions. And so, you know, we didn't, you know, a lot of these guys, whether it be these guys or the, their predecessors, didn't think Lamar Jackson was even a quarterback in the league, you know, and here he did win an MVP. So it's just a lot of questionable decision-making around a guy that there's always around a lot of questions around until you see it happen. And so I, I think it's, like I said, poor decision-making. I think, you know, you're probably going to get three more like MVP worthy seasons out of Lamar Jackson. And if you can get that at that position, come on, everybody would do it. So it's just, yeah, it's just, I think people are sprayed at such a big number. But is it, so is it possible though, that Lamar Jackson is being unreasonable with his demands? Cause I make the comparison with the NBA just because the Timberwolves gave Rudy Gobert, uh, uh, gave up five first round picks and then Durant became available. That's, well, I mean, he's so much better than Gobert. He's got to be worth 10 first-round picks. And, well, no, no one's going to give up 10 first-round picks. And I, no. I equate it to the same thing here where just because the Browns, the only way, the Browns were ruled out by Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. They came over the top with an offer he can't refuse. Right. Why does that mean the next quarterback gets that offer? Well, it doesn't mean he gets it. What you're asking is he being unreasonable. No, it's perfectly within reason because somebody just got it. So he could say, okay, well, all it takes is one team, the Cleveland Browns, to basically basically swallow all their morals and pride and give him that money. Okay, well, the team that's going to do it for me doesn't even have to do that. The team that's going to do it for me just has to roll some dice. That's it. Roll some dice on healthy legs and, you know, a, a decent, accurate arm that might improve. That's it. And 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 then give me that same guarantee. And so there's probably at least six, seven teams that would consider that in, in his mind, right? A we'll third see. of the league. If one, if one thirtieth or one thirty second, how many teams in the NFL? Yeah. If one thirty second of the league figured that was good enough, or that I'll give that to Deshaun. Well, maybe you know one eighth of the league would be willing to give that to Lamar. So it's certainly not unreasonable. It's just hey, I'm testing the waters here, and if he ends up getting the second largest guaranteed money for a quarterback ever, then you know what? He did a great job negotiating because you always, always start way higher or as high as you think, because what's the worst they can say? No. Israel, excellent job. I think I think you said it all. What do you got all coming right. up next? When are you going to be on television again? Um, hmm. Still haven't got my schedule for next week, so not the rest of this week. I've got some other reporting i'm doing so sometime oh. next week probably uh maybe tuesday wednesday range did you more. did you watch any good movies or shows on your flights back and forth from skiing yeah so i watched well i watched that whole murdoch thing right before all the uh the case 
uh, was finished. So that was interesting. Good timing on that. I did watch more like random uh, docu-series like, uh, man, there was something about a mother who kidnapped their kids from Idaho. Do you remember? I forget the name of the show, but that's that's basically uh, the gist of it. And um, actually killed her kids. Uh, spoiler oh, alert. It's a nice family series. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. And then there was another one. Oh, it was about this murderous couple in France. Uh, Monique something or other. Well, you and watch that was dark excellent. shit, man. Yeah, Had you know, he... you got you to gotta be aware because, you know, anybody around you could be a serial killer. You, 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 <laughs> haven't, you haven't gone out to see Cocaine Bear yet. No, I haven't been. Uh, last time I was at a movie, I think it was... Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder? Is that the oh, one? Oh, not a great movie. Not a great movie. Not a great movie. There with the kids, so it's yeah. all about them. Not a great movie. Yeah, well, I took the kid to see Cocaine Bear this weekend. Mm, smart parenting. The fun. I did turn to my younger son at one point. I said, "You know not to do cocaine, right?" <laughs> you are smarter than a bear, right, son? <laughs> well, the uh, the, I, the the place that I said it was a couple kids do cocaine in the movie. Oh, really? Okay. They eat it. They, they, You know, they didn't know. They're kids. Mm. They eat the cocaine. Tasted terrible. Mm. That's what they said. I wouldn't know. So there you have it. Israel, excellent job as always. Always appreciate having you on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Excellent job by our pal Israel Gutierrez there, of course, like always. Want to remind everybody, uh, you know, as far as tonight, what's going on tonight, man? We got like an open night. There's no wrestling tonight. Thursday's the one night that we don't have WWE. We don't have AEW. I got to catch up on my stories from last night. I did not watch AEW Dynamite. I was at Greta Van Fleet. I know Powerhouse Hobbs won the TV title. Otherwise, though, the the Panthers tomorrow night, the Heat tomorrow night, both at home. They got to play at home on the same night. Everybody knows that. The schedule makers love doing that to us. So you know what time it is. We're at the portion of the show where I got to tell you if it's a big deal or it's not a big deal. Let's do it. Come on now. Big deal, not a big deal. You know, at the end of every show, if we didn't get to it earlier, we got to make sure we fit it in before we wrap things up here on a Thursday. Big deal or not a big deal? Lots of NFL news out there. Well, how about yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, Cardinals wide receiver, who I don't know he's very happy in Arizona. You can tell me after you hear this clip as well. DeAndre Hopkins he, he, he talked about all these trade rumors out there. You know, I've been hearing a lot of trade talks, but, you know, I, I take things day for day, man. I don't look forward to the future. I live in the present moment. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals is, uh, you know, is the team and the roster that I'm on. And, uh, you know, I'm preparing myself uh, for whatever the future holds. Uh, you know, so I don't really look forward to the future. I let you guys do that talking. I like the hat. I like the hat. <laughs> well, I wanted to tip the, I wanted to tip the cap to you because you were talking about living in the moment. Like, that was some real... You were speaking about life there, and like actually, that was a. I was going to give you a tip of the cap, but obviously it distracted you. But I respect <laughs> and appreciate that. That's how you've gotten to the place in which you are. I would assume. Go ahead, AJ. Is there any deadlines coming up or anything where something has to happen? And do you have do you have any kind of communication with the Cardinals right now, you or your agent or anyone? Uh, you know, I, I would love to give you as much information as I can, AJ. But right now, um, you know, we, you know, we just been, you know, keeping our head down. Obviously, paying attention to the headlines and tabloids and stuff like that because you got to. Uh, you know, when you hear some of those trade rumors, uh, how you, you will hate to think that, you know, all of those things are lies. <laughs> uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, I've been traded before and, uh, you know, heard speculation about it and I kind of shoot it off and I was like, nah, the, the Texans would never trade me. And then next thing you know, here I am going to the Cardinals. So, you know, we, we keep we keep close attention to the tabloids, but we don't put anything out in the, in the tabloids ourselves. You know, we just, you know, we, we you know, DeAndre Hopkins going to do what DeAndre Hopkins do when I'm on the field. So I'm going to go big deal there because it, it sounds like DeAndre Hopkins would not mind a trade away from the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they got a new coach, of course, uh, but it, it, it didn't look like he got along terribly well with Kyler Murray. So he had several times in the, you know, during games where he'd be seen on the sideline barking at Murray. I, I don't know how happy Hopkins is there, especially just put our heads down and keep it moving. Eh, it sound very actively involved in what's going on there. I, I, I think it's a big deal. He's awesome. He's one of the best wide receivers. Big deal or not a big deal. So the Hurricanes, Canes hoops, game may be over already. Maybe the Canes already took that Wake Forest ass. I don't know. But the reason the Canes are playing Wake Forest today is because Wake Forest yesterday beat Syracuse, ending Jim Beheim's career. 47 years. Jim Beheim, 
He has since stepped down. He is not returning. He is retiring from college basketball. He is no longer going to be the coach at Syracuse. But after the game yesterday, of course, reporters have to ask him about it. And in typical Jim Beheim style, he was, you know, just a total asshole. But uh, I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I I think you missed it. I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William Payne figured it out. You're going to retire? This is up to the university. You you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, So what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're not saying... I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're... How will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Well, I guess the university made their decision because he has stepped out. Sounds like he was forced to step down, and but uh, be, being a total asshole to that young lady, just answer the question, man. Like, why has it got to be so difficult? He's not gonna, you know. The only the only negative that came out of them losing yesterday was that it couldn't be the Canes who put him into retirement today. Yeah, that's right. So I'm I'm going big deal. Finally, got one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal? So we know the Grizzlies and the Warriors they hate each other. And you got personalities on both sides, which are totally unlikable. Well, Draymond Green, on his podcast yesterday, he just eviscerates Dylan Brooks. Give it a listen. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Or maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now, so if you have four rings, sure you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year? You for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals? You definitely would be talking because that would mean you you beat Team USA. And we all know how that goes. So gets away with a lot too. What exactly do I get away with? I have 15 texts, one less than your dumb ass. Okay, great. His game is cool. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship. Look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you. Not with you. He plays with heart. Knows the ins and outs of the defense. I want to be quite frank, I made the ins and outs of our defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? Yeah, I'm going big deal, and I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. You know, this, and Devin Booker referenced it the other day with Luka Doncic, where he was like, you know, you guys always talk that we're all too friendly. Well, there you go. Yup, that's right. I hate all the hugging and kissing It's time we get back to these real rivalries and the teams and the players not liking each other. And Draymond Green, look, I can't stand Draymond Green, but man, he took a blowtorch to Dylan Brooks. I mean, he lit him on fire. So I'm going big deal. I'm sure it's got the whole league talking. I can't wait for those teams to meet again. I don't know if it'll be in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they see each other again this regular season. The Grizzlies are are a disaster at this point. But man, that was that was a roast right there and that is another edition of big deal or not a big deal yes all right fun little show today appreciate israel joining us and we hit on a lot of things with him good job there and we're almost there tomorrow tomorrow big day hopefully we got the canes in the semifinals you're listening right now you mar- you may already know oh, Sazzle, you're so stupid the canes they won well i don't know yet the game hasn't happened yet but the heat tomorrow night as well the Panthers tomorrow night. Tomorrow could be, could be a massive local sports day. We'll see. 
Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Excellent job by everybody who put together the show today. You guys really did a terrific job. We'll talk to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task. Unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com. 954 Five eight nine two two zero four.